0: Not yet yet. Maybe don't This time, 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 time,
1: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. And this is Nate Drolet. And we are back for the second installment, I guess. I never know how these things are going to come out in order, but this oh, one will yeah. definitely come out in order. So second installment of our What When How to Train series. This one focused on the New River Gorge, the companion to the Red River Gorge. Um, in lots of things... I will go on record before we go any further as saying the rock in the new is way better than the rock in the red. Sorry, Red River family. It's just true. Um, We're joined today by our friend Jeremy Rush, who is a New River local, has approximately 75 pages of notes on the new sitting in front of him, and thinks constantly about New River rock climbing. So, uh, Jeremy, how long have you been in the new?
0: I moved there about three years ago. Um, my girlfriend and I, uh, were just, uh, we just started dating. She was living down in the red for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I took one trip up to Fayetteville and climbed, uh, approximately one pitch, uh, throughout legacy. I was there with my buddy, Zach. And, uh, as as soon as I got to the ground, I just remember looking at Zach and I was like, Zach, I think I have to move here. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it took.
1: That's a good start. Was that literally your first rock climb in the new? First rock climb in the new.
0: And he knew exactly how to push my buttons too. Like Zach was like, Jeremy, we're going to this one place. Mm. This is what you're going to warm up on. This is what we're going to climb on after that. And you're going to be sold.
1: That's interesting. Lydia took me to discombobulated. And was like, mm-hmm. you're gonna like this one better than Legacy, <laughs> and I did. I climbed them both that day, but I did like Discombobulated better. Oh, um, that's interesting. But it was a, a a similar thing. Like she's like, I know you're going to love this rock climb, so we're gonna hike there and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really funny. Those are my first two rock climbs in the new two. I don't. It wasn't my first. My first were trad climbs way oh, back mind. in the day in the rain, probably in the dark because I was an idiot. <laughs> um, and actually, my first rock climb in the new might have been a Porter 510 trad climb that was terrifying, um, super slippery, was not prepared. Um, but the first several years there, I, I climbed all trad and hmm. never sport climbed. It so. makes
2: sense. It's great rock.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And you are... Um, I think in the best kind of situation, Jeremy, because I've always said that to live in the new is the way to climb in the new.
0: Oh, definitely. It's a a pretty hard place to uh, just like take a very short trip to. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure Nate can tell you that because he's done both like living there and uh, trying to take like a short trip and get as much in as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Stylistically, it's something that definitely it took both me and Sarah uh, quite a while to feel like we were really in the groove of climbing there.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Um, let's jump into what to train here. You know, every area kind of has its specific grip types and specific styles. Um, what would you consider the most prominent grip type that people should be training if they're going to take a trip to the new?
0: Um, I I would say flat crimps just specifically to grip type. Um, the the small holds there pretty much wind up being flat and often with like not very much texture so you're not often pulling out on holds you're usually pulling down on them yeah Um,
1: that's my experience for sure
0: yeah uh i will say though that uh uh the new has it's sort of bifurcated stylistically yeah. into you've got the sort of like um little river canyon style like pizza box jugs out a roof or like the yep. obed or like something. Tiered roofs. Tiered mm-hmm. roofs, exactly. You've got that style and then you've got the sort of like gently overhung face climbing style. Um and then everything in between where you've, you know, you'll have face and then this the pizza boxes or like right. vice versa. Um But stylistically, you know, everything is pretty much these square edges because the rock is so hard that it breaks off in such a way, uh, that it almost climbs like granite or something. Mm -hmm. Um, you you really really don't get to like put your fingers behind holds very often. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, even in that steep terrain, mm-hmm. it's very often just big flat holds.
0: Totally. And you also, like, <clears> even in the steep terrain, you often wind up pulling one of these tiered roofs and then the face between the tiers. Right. You then wind up doing some, like, delicate or crimpy face climbing to get to the next pizza box jug or horizontal
1: slot. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. Style-wise, yeah. like, movement-wise, what do you think is the the thing people need to be focusing on
0: Mm. very powerful I would say I mean both Sarah and I um in the after the first season that we spent sport climbing in the new we went to Waco and had our best bouldering season of our lives and I've been climbing in Waco since uh 15 years ago when I was in college or something like that um it's very demanding uh in, in terms of power um specifically like um I guess because of those flat holds, and uh, often they're flat and slick. Um, and so you wind up having to cover a really long distance from one hold to the next, uh, regardless of the grade range, like for that grade range, um, you're going to have to probably pull further off of worse holds and worse feet uh, than totally. in a lot of areas.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the feet are something that I find really interesting um, mm-hmm. that threw me a little bit my first time in the new. And, and it sort of makes sense why Waco would be a good prep for it because you really have to start trusting some bad feet and learning how to get your weight on your feet um, because the rock and Waco is slick in a similar sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's one thing I think is really important as well is learning to get your weight on your feet. Definitely. uh, Which can be tough in a climbing gym. Um, So you have to make a really intentional bid to learn that. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, too, uh, one of the things is like, so when people think about climbing in the new and they think about the style there, uh, I think the first thing that comes to a lot of people's mind is sort of the like, uh, the high step new river, like, you know, put your foot on the same level as your hands and then do yeah. a super long lock off to another horizontal or something like yeah. that. Um and that's usually because like because of the the super high rock quality, uh, you don't wind up having a lot of intermediates to grab. Right. And so if you're on some holds and you look up and you're like, "Oh God, that's how far away the next hold is." either you are high stepping super fucking far and locking off uh, as far as you possibly can or you're jumping for things. Both, I think both of us have, uh, you know, increased our ability to just jump for things, to double clutch for things, uh, like watching Sarah or our other friend, Marina, who's like, they're both mm-hmm. like five, two, yeah. watching them climb in the new, uh, it looks like watching like uh, Japanese world cup climbers or something because <laughs> they're just like flying through space, like little flying squirrels <laughs> right, and double right. clutching for shit. Yeah. Um, And I mean, that's something like that you really can't get around there because there's, there's not, there's often at least not a way to say, I don't like jumping. So I'm going to find a tic-tac-y way to get through this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The faces are so sheer that they're just, Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, the rock is so good and it's so sheer that there aren't really intermediates. Um, You know, it's funny because I've climbed in the red for so long and it's much steeper, but I feel like I've cut my feet on like when, Uh, this last winter I was climbing on Coltrane with Jeremy and I would say just one go up on that thing. Like I cut my feet more than probably in a full season of climbing in the red. Mm. Just, I mean, the moves are big and yeah, you can either get a really high, high step and do a big dead point or you can just commit and jump, which Mm -hmm. is. I do not jump on routes. Um, this is definitely Jeremy's influence. He was like, "Yeah, I just jump up there, just go for it, double clutch, it's good." And I'm like, "No, the bolt's at my knee. That's terrifying. Why would I do that?"
1: That's the worst place for a bolt, actually. I know it's not close jumping. enough to like
2: be fully secure, but it's also
1: not low <laughs> enough to be like, "Hey, I'm scared." Yeah, like, <laughs> I, that's really good beta, actually, especially for the shorter folks. You know, be prepared to jump be prepared mm-hmm. to definitely be a little more coordinated when you're flying through the air
0: definitely and i mean for a, another thing for the shorter folks that i've watched sarah kind of go through this whole long progression of uh as a person who's like five two and i mean when we moved there uh she had she had bouldered uh multiple v10s at the time but then was finding herself on 512s uh, that the individual boulder problems were very challenging for her, sure. Uh, because, because of this whole lack of intermediates thing, yeah. Um, you wind up having to get very comfortable, say, not only covering a lot of distance vertically, but also covering a lot of distance uh, horizontally, like, laterally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, she had to <clears throat> to get a lot stronger in her shoulders for making these like long lateral moves. Uh, she was from the red. She was very comfortable. Um, pulling down and locking off say like
1: inside her shoulders with her yeah. hands you can stay in a really narrow box and totally the and
0: you can you can kind of cave your shoulders in and roll to things yep. there um and that's she spent seven years climbing there that was like her thing and then coming to climbing the new she had to figure out how to be able to kind of expand her box further outwards and to and to climb in a way that she was able to make big moves but keep her feet on when they were when her hands and feet were really far apart Mm -hmm. um where it's say maybe like in the red or uh some other places she had climbed like on limestone stuff she was often able to say like get into really good stimmy positions or get use drop knees and things like that to be able to have her feet a little closer to where her hands would ultimately wind up and then getting to the new it's, uh, she spent a whole summer just working on, uh, we just called it like starfish climbing where you're just every limb is Super as far as you out. can possibly yep. be from the other limb. Yeah, just getting um, in
1: big wide boxes. Totally. And, mm-hmm.
0: Although vice versa, I would say, if you're a very tall climber, uh, mm-hmm. like my friends who are say like in the over six feet range like Zach uh, or Nick Smith, uh, Louis Aiden, like the guys who climb, who are really tall and climb the best in the new, it is astounding how these giant dudes can fit themselves into these tiny little boxes. Right, right. get if their you're... feet way up by their, exactly. by their shoulders. Yeah, you know? I mean, watching somebody like Nick, who's like 6'2", with like a, I don't know, 9-foot uh, wingspan. <laughs> uh, watching him, say, like, use the same feet that Sarah or Marina use... Uh, and he he can just like fit himself into those boxes. His hips dislocate, and suddenly he can <laughs> use these feet that you're just like that's that's absolutely inhuman. Um, yeah. And but people who can do that, uh, they're able to then get the most out of their height. Right. Um. So that's a very helpful thing for for climbing in the new also.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that's that's really valuable. And and I would say you know I've heard lots of um, lots of people talk about how the new is. Not friendly for shorter climbers. Um, hmm. but it's entirely possible. There are people like Sarah climbing well there. There's people like Marina crushing there. Oh, my gosh, there you know, so it's very doable.
0: yeah, there are there's such a strong uh, like lady crew there right now. all I guess not all of them are super short, but a lot of them are very short. My old roommate, uh, Anna is five foot zero. And she, I don't know, she did like 55 13s this year. She was, it was absolutely crazy. And she's the smallest, uh, adult human I've rock climbed with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, and that's actually something that I really have always loved about the new. Um, I used to MC the new river rendezvous for years and the crew there is just kind of amazing definitely Um, and especially there's always been a really great women crew so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it was covid was actually good for the climbing community there because uh there were there was this small crew of uh dudes from uh like the the dc area Mm -hmm. who had been down on a spring climbing trip um and basically got marooned stuck in Fayetteville Fayetteville because it was like Mm. shelter in place and they're like fuck we live at the at the campground um and uh yeah my friends Griffin and Chris Fogarty like they were uh they were just like basically transplanted to the new by the lockdown um And then because of that, then we've now had this huge influx of people from all over the DC area and, uh, the Philly area, Mm. um, who somehow all have these really amazing remote jobs that I'm super jealous of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a new thing. Yeah. We're all trying to get that. Yeah. Uh, you have anything to add to that, Nate? Those are pretty much the notes I had. As far as style. Yeah. Like what you should be training. Um, I would say one other thing is, you know, we kind of talked about
2: dead pointing, but when, you know, it's kind of like low... A lot of it feels like low percentage climbing. Mm-hmm. Climbing there because the moves are really big. You know, and this is something we can touch on more later. But there, more than anywhere else, there are times where I will be climbing on a route. And it... I mean, we when we were just climbing together in December, I think it took me 30-ish tries to stick the move on... um What was that thing? One for oh, the Gipper. Yeah. And then... I think I did it like the next try. Yeah. Like something like that. And that is normal. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've gone up and it takes me 10, 20 tries to stick a single move. It can be five, twelve, mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm just like, man, I don't know. It's kind of fucked. And then I'll just go up and you just do it the next time. Like, because things are powerful, the moves are big. Um, another thing we talked about because the foothold, like the footholds are small and that's they're really small for sandstone because the rock is so hard there that you can stand on just the smallest things where in the red or honestly any other sandstone I've been on, that would just rip away. Mm -hmm. Like the rock is too soft normally. So you just do these big moves, poor holds, poor footholds, and it feels low percentage. So I'd say like that kind of style and being able to commit is really important. Yeah.
1: I've always Um, called that execution style in Mm -hmm. that you know the red is very much a a pump management style and the new you don't often encounter the same feeling as you do in the red where you might get one move higher each go Mm -hmm. you know in the new it's kind of like there's there's a really distinct moment when you break through Mm -hmm. and you know you're going to the top from there you know but that move might take you a lot of goes to stick no matter how many times you've done it
0: yeah I think a lot of that comes Mm -hmm. from uh, that there's a lot of hooded holds. There's a lot of slots that you are stabbing into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're stabbing into a slot that's far away from you and it's off of a fairly bad foot, uh, the move might not feel physically all that hard. Um, And it might not be like that. That's why you can have, you know, mid 514 climbers who take multiple goes to do uh, a 12B. I've watched this happen several times, (laughs) several different, specifically 12Bs. Specifically. uh, And uh, yeah, but you can watch people who are just like way, way stronger than a root uh, and who in most areas, this sort of uh, grade range would be their warm up. Um, And then it takes them multiple goes just to stick this move because either one, they like uh, maybe don't take the move seriously enough in the moment or two, it's just like you have to, for that one moment, have laser beam eyes and just do this yeah. Cobra strike into a mail
1: slot. Yeah. Um, yeah, for quite a while, actually, my hardest onsites were all in the new. Mm-hmm. And it was specifically for that reason, actually, because mm-hmm. I had made the decision, like, I'm not going to, to mess around and feel out options. I'm just going to make a decision to go mm-hmm. and I'm going to commit to it. If I fall, I fall, you know. Yeah. And but it worked out for me enough times that I was able to on-site my hardest things there because it would be relatively not bad climbing up to a few really hard moves, and I would just get lucky and make it through those. Be committed to those, and then I could get through. And there there wasn't as much pump, you know. Mm. So. Commitment is key. I'm I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> it's honestly kind of a novelty when you have uh, a route that the pump is the deciding factor yeah. of it because the yeah. way the rock breaks, there's so many horizontals. You're generally like, uh, it's like you get to a horizontal, you shake, and then you do some boulder problem until you get to the next horizontal. Right. Um, and so because of that, the you know the relative V grades of the boulder problems can, on a on a uh, a route grade can be way higher mm-hmm. because you get a good, re- a good rest before it and a good rest after it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot more stop and go climbing.
2: Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the worst Yeah, because you're just like, God, I've already done like three V6s like, and none of them count because I'm getting like
1: hand jams between. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk a little about when to train. So basically, what are the popular months? Um, what I have down here is March and April and October, November. They may not always be the best best months for climbing, but mm-hmm. they seem to be kind of the most reliable and the most popular for visitors.
0: I mean, that's definitely when you're going to have a hard time finding parking at Endless Wall.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be the, telling, the yeah. telling thing of all this. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the, the good thing about the gorge, though, is you know you've got one side that's south facing and one side that's north facing for the most part, like within some sort of margin. Uh, and so it's like if you if the only time you can get off work is earlier in the season and it's warmer, you can climb on the shady side. And mm. if you're coming and it's a little bit colder, you climb on the south facing side and you're in the sun. Um, and And then we also have, I mean, it's like there's all the the other sort of like offshoot areas and nooks and crannies and stuff um and the way that the rock is sort of set up it, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of dihedrals and arets and it, it's sort of like um it's like a bookshelf of some sort uh and so you can kind of like find the routes that happen to be in the shade or that happen to be in the sun depending on mm-hmm. what the the weather's doing that day yeah um and also i will say too like uh it, compared to any sandstone area I've ever climbed at, like it, it just dries out very fast. Yeah. The, the super does. dense, high quartz content of point. the rock, yep. um, it, it dries very quickly, especially since we're perched up on top of the gorge, you get a lot of airflow, you're not mm-hmm. stuck in a holler.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's you like, in Kentucky. Exactly,
0: yeah. yeah. You guys in Kentucky have this like weird thing called condensing that I yeah. have <laughs> hardly ever seen anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and, like, when it happens, everybody's like, what is this weird water on the holds? Because um, yep. mostly, uh, especially in, like, the gorge proper, you just get a lot of airflow. Um, so it kind of expands the climbing season there.
1: Sure. Um, Nate, as somebody who's coached a lot of people for new river seasons, do you feel like there are any, um, any specific climbers who are better suited to a like shorter training cycle to get ready for the new. Like what I'm thinking is, you know if you're a boulder, you might be able to prepare for the new a little faster than if you're just a fitness climber um, who wants to climb that same grade in the new, mm-hmm. It might take you a little longer to get your strength and power up than it does for a boulder to be prepared.
2: Yeah, um, that's a good question i I'm trying to think I train quite a few people who climb in the new, but they're also like new river gorge diehards. Right. Like, and that's kind of how it is. Like the red sort of is a buffer between the new and all major metropolitans other than DC and Philly. <laughs> like yeah. you have to, if you live anywhere in a major city, you pretty much have to drive past the red to get to the new. And so most people who climb there, like that's where they climb. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I've, Worked with people who are boulders and more sport climbers. Um, I would say that you could get away more with being, with having less forearm endurance. Yeah. Um, honestly, like full body fitness goes a really long way. Hmm. Um, you know, I had a guy who over the summer, he tweaked a finger. He had taken a trip to South Africa, tweaked a finger and ended up kind of missing a lot of the training season. Like recovering from this injury but as he was doing it um he did the kettlebells for climbers plan Mm. did that and then i also had him just doing a lot of big hold like full body fitness climbing and then once the season started you know we kind of ramped up a little bit more like the finger strength things like that but he ended up having an amazing season just because so much of this climbing is physical like and yes there are smaller holds but a lot of it is like you need to be able to be powerful consistently over the course of a lot of climbing. So I'd say maybe boulders could probably get away with it more, especially if you can train that big muscle endurance as well.
1: Yeah. I think that's good beta. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're looking into our training plans as a way to prep for the new, I think kettlebells for climbers is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you know, if you're between a bouldering and a sport, climbing plan maybe opt for the bouldering plan assuming that you are confident on a rope
2: yeah if um, you in know how to like shake out on a jug and things like that
1: yeah 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 s- i th- specifically I think, flat jugs yes
0: yeah i think uh also just like spent having spent time bouldering leading up to a trip to the new uh would be super valuable because uh like something sarah and i talk about all that, because we—I mean, well, it's mostly me talking and her kind of just nodding her head uh, graciously. <laughs> that sounds but, accurate. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but something that we talk about a lot that is very unique to the new is that uh, the the uniqueness of the individual boulder problems on roots Um, it means that it's very hard to be, so like, whereas in the red, you can, like, I think you guys talked about this, about the red, where you can break into a grade range and you're like, now I can climb 12B, I have 12B fitness, so I get to go do every 12A and 12B that I want to do. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you, uh, you get your feelings hurt if that's what you're trying to do in the new, because like you could... Uh, you could have just sent your first 13B and then go get on a 12B that the that specific boulder problem just really gives you a run for your money. Right. Um, or, I mean, it's like, you know, you might do your first of a grade and then be like, okay, cool, I've broken into this grade range. And then you go and literally every other boulder problem, the crux boulder on a route of that grade is just completely different than the one you just did, and so you have to spend right. equal amounts of time as the one that you just spent your whole season projecting. Yeah. Um,
1: and so, it's you quite like that, actually, it's kinda, pretty cool. Kind of keeps you honest.
0: Yeah, and it, it also keeps things interesting, where it's mm-hmm. just like every route is is this like new adventure where you're going up, and you're like, well, how is this going to make me feel terrible about myself today?
1: <laughs> uh, forces you a little into being more concerned about the challenge and mm-hmm. less concerned about what that grade means. Oh, oh yeah. totally.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the the sort of like mindset that you have to have to be, the, the sorts of people who I notice who just really fall in love with climbing in the new, uh, it's sort of this a similar uh, kind of approach to climbing that I think a lot of boulders have where they're very interested to figure out the sort of minutia and the nuance of what makes a move work. Mm. Um, and so it can be something where you're like, wow that's very interesting this is a grade that in most places i might flash or do second go but i just spent an entire day figuring out where i had to have my hips to make this move work right yeah um and so if you've been bouldering a bunch and you're used to getting to a place and being like okay this move feels impossible but according to the guidebook i should be able to figure out a way around it if you're a person who's able to knock it psyched out by that and to look at it as like okay That means there's a way. Let's see what the way is. Uh, Then you're going to thrive on the climbing style because it it takes a lot of figuring, a lot of um, being willing to go back and say, okay, maybe I did this move one way, but is there a better way to do it? or is there a way that works better when I'm a little fatigued um, and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, a little more cerebral climbing. Totally, yeah. it's,
0: it's they're puzzles. I, like I, I treated it, e- yeah. whether it's, even if it's just like something that I'm like, I'm going out and having an on sighting day where none of these grades should be very challenging for me, the, the sort of the excitement of it, it's it's similar to I think maybe climbing on granite and stuff where you're just mm-hmm. like, okay, this is this like blank sort of thing. And there's some sort of puzzle solving that I can do to get myself from point A to point B. Uh, and if that gets your rocks off, then you're just going to be in hog heaven. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. that makes you feel badly about yourself as a climber, you're going to be very frustrated.
1: Yeah. This, yeah. this actually tells me a lot about why I really love climbing in the new, mm. even though it's not my preferred climbing style. Because I actually do that's one of the things I love most about climbing in general is the puzzle Mm -hmm. solving aspect of it. So oh, definitely. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about specific grades, kind of run through a few grades here and basically what the climbers at that grade will maybe most need to put their energy toward if they're coming to the new. Mm-hmm. Um so starting at 5.11 if you're looking to climb 5.11 in the new what sort of what sort of things say this is 5.11 at the new?
0: Uh technical climbing and in outdoor climbing skills, I think. Um something about the uh, especially i mean it it starts all the way back at what any grade that you start at but up through say like the low 511 range a lot of it winds up coming down to having outdoor climbing skills so you're going to be even if you're only sport climbing uh being able to jam uh is something that's going Mm. to get you very far yeah um being able to um stand on really bad feet or understand how to use a feature. Like I said before, there's like a lot of, um, there's a lot of dihedral climbing. Yep. So you're understanding how to stem or arete climbing where yeah. understanding how to use the feature of the arete, where to put your hips, how to just like smear and make a non hold and a non foot into a really good hold and a good foot. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those sorts of things, um, I have a friend who actually grew up in Fayetteville and I don't, I don't know how long she climbed for, uh, before she climbed on plastic, but, uh, it's really cool watching her climb. Um, because she it's like any sort of like, kind of like weird nuancey outdoor climbing skill that people struggle to practice in a, in a gym setting. Uh, She's just like, oh, sweet, a hand jam. Oh, sweet, a knee bar. Like, yeah, this she has... just
1: got it baked in.
0: Totally, because she just, like, somebody took her outside one day uh, and was just like, yeah, this is rock climbing. It's not like, oh, I'm not a trad climber, so I don't, I didn't learn to hand jam or, right, right. you know, that kind of thing. It's just like, oh, rock climbing includes hand jamming. It includes stimming. It includes mm. finger locks. It includes heel-toe cams over your head, and, that, like, all of it's just rock climbing. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd say for the 5.11 range, like I call like the mid 5.11 range is sort of like the technical weed out class. Uh, it's like Calc 2 for for math people, like sure. uh, getting through the like 11C uh, range. Can we call it C Calc range.
1: K-A-U-K 2? <laughs> we could do that, yeah. <laughs> technical wizard. <laughs> yeah, and something that I found really interesting about the 10s and easy 11s in the new is that it required a lot more patience than i needed in mm. the red mm-hmm. um in that the path forward wasn't readily available all the time and i had to mm-hmm. think a little more and be willing to wander around a little bit more mm-hmm. um and find my way through and and i really enjoy that style of climbing um but it doesn't feel as much like gym climbing very often when you're in the like 10 plus 511 Easy 5.11 range.
2: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. You know, I think uh, compared to a lot of areas, confidence is important mm-hmm. on 5.11s. For uh, sure. Yeah, I I don't know, but they're so good, man. Like, uh, is it Muckraker?
1: Muck, mm-hmm. Muckraker? Muckraker. Is that right? Yeah, yeah
2: just right of the ladders at Snake Buttress. Mm-hmm. To me, th- what's well, probably like 11B or something, but to me, that's just like the golden standard of... And anyone who goes and gets on this because I said it, I'm sorry, but of <laughs> um, just like what five eleven can be there because it's slopers on slab, and you were just on from like the second you pull on yeah. to the second you clip the anchors, it's like that. And I think left of the ladders is Bone Master Gear Fling or something, but sure. Amazing! Like <laughs> so, when I sure. went there, like my goal was to just try and climb out as much as en- of endless as possible. Mm-hmm. So to me, like oh, I loved the idea of just go going getting on these random five elevens, and yeah, so much of it there is
0: that's a stacked grade range. Honestly, I yeah. mean, yeah, I remember on that same trip that uh, Legacy won my heart. The second day we went out to the Seven Eleven wall at Kmore. Oh yeah, uh, and I mean, just like going to that wall. So many of those climbs there, uh, I just got down with just this big shit-eating grin on my face, and I was just like, oh, my God, that was an experience. Going there and trying to... Uh, on-site things uh, in this range. It doesn't matter how hard you've climbed or projected or something. You're going to have to go into that sort of cerebral problem solving, puzzly sort of state
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: and you're going to have to, at some point, you're going to have to be like, I'm not sure if I'm picking the right way to do this, but then you're going to have to go and commit above your bolt. Uh, it, w- mm-hmm. it was actually a really good thing. Sarah uh, had struggled for a long time in the red with uh, her head game with falling uh, and being scared when she had to get above her bolt. Um, and she was always somebody who was able to like down climb back to the last bolt and stuff. Yeah. Uh,
1: popular in the red. Yes.
0: Apparently, uh, Mm -hmm. she was often able to down climb the crux of roots, even if she didn't think she could make it to the next bolt, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. You've watched it more than I have. Um, Uh, but then going out and having these days of, uh, climbing things well below her limit. Um, and just having to get to a point where you're like, well, I'm going to commit and I can't reverse this move. Yeah. Um, was huge for her. And it it was it there was a whole lot of growth that happened in that first like one or two seasons. Um, and actually, I will say this is a little bit of like local beta for uh, anybody who is, say under, under five seven, say uh, Sarah made herself uh, sort of a, a ghetto version of one of these. Um, have you guys seen the Kong draws? That uh, yeah, yeah. it's like a, a long, yeah. stiff long, stiff dog draw. ball, yep. a dog bone that, uh, and then the the carabiner stays open so that you can reach up and clip uh, mm. a bolt, even if you're well below it because uh, a lot of the dudes that develop in the new were like very, very tall people.
1: Sarah's a very,
0: very short person. And so she just wasn't having any fun trying to onsite things, uh, which is something that she loves to do uh, because she would get to some place where she's just like, I'm standing on a fucking ledge and the bolt's like two inches too far for me to hang the draw. Yep. Uh, And so she was having to do these heinous like smearing feet on nothing things just to get the draw hung or she was having to be like well i'm gonna not on site this i'm just gonna like wait till someone has draws on it Mm -hmm. and so as soon as she made this long uh draw to be able to 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 use even just the confidence of having it with her and knowing that if she needed it was allowing her to go and have a whole lot more fun trying to on site things sure i like that Yeah.
1: yeah brilliant we we might get rained out here it's we're sitting on my porch and the wind is picking up and that'll be very appropriate for this episode <laughs> um, because I've been rained out in the new certainly more times than I've gotten to climb there. Um, so we'll see. But that's what you're hearing back there. Let's move on to 512. Do the do the holds get smaller? Do the reaches get bigger? What's it look like for the 512 climber?
0: Um. I'd say as you as you move into 512, I don't know why this is, but specifically 12B is this like very stacked range where uh, there's sort of like this long list of cult classic rock climbs that uh, are for some reason rated 12B and uh, are just there to like kind of check your ego. Um, Those are good to have. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, it's character building as my dad would say. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, as you get into the 512 range, you really start to have these very defined boulder problems on roots. Mm. Um, and it's gonna be boulder problems that, uh, like I was saying before, where like you'll get to a sequence and you'll just be like, that, that doesn't make sense. I, this is supposed to be this grade, but I don't understand how this, these holds even come together. And it kind of is a little bit of a mind fuck sometimes, uh, because, you're you're going on on a route, kind of thinking you know what to expect on it, and then you get to this boulder problem that you're just like, there's no way that I would have to do what I'm about to have to do for this grade range, um, and that's where like sort of the boulderiness of the climbing style there really starts to kick into gear, um, and I know a lot of people, I've got a lot of friends who are mostly sport climbing, mostly sport climbers, and they'll say things like oh, I don't really like to boulder or yeah, I don't know. I know I should be bouldering, but I don't. And somewhere in the 512 range is really where people start to hit a wall if they just sort of have a a mental block about the idea of bouldering and putting time into bouldering.
1: Right, right. Your thoughts, Nate? Yeah, you know, I think... Um, with your hair blowing in the wind, like I'm, Fabio. Yes, that's what I was going Scorriers. for. glorious. Yeah, <laughs> we really should be
2: recording this with video. Um, yeah, to me, 5.12, a lot of times I think it's... Um, you start getting bigger moves and uh, kind of irreversible moves too. Yeah. Like you start getting to these sections to where you kind of look up and you're like, oh, like you were talking earlier about the style and saying how sometimes you're just going to get to a move and you have to commit, not knowing if you're going to the right hold or not. With 512s, I feel like there's a lot more of that. You look up and you're like, okay, this is like a full commit move. So even if it is, you know, it could be 12A, it could be 12D, but you look up and you're like, okay, this is a move that's big enough. If I go for it and I miss, I'm not going to recover from that. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that's where 512 really starts to like show itself is in that style of these big almost like unrecoverable moves
0: definitely
1: yeah cool and i think that goes back to your like commitment yeah it's so important to work on that and have that in your pocket for Mm -hmm. when you need it yeah i was convinced we were gonna stick this thing out but now i'm thinking maybe we're gonna have to move inside um the wind's just getting a little crazy so let's take a break and move inside and finish this thing up What's up everybody? Chris here, I'll keep this short and sweet. I just wanted to let you guys know about our new updated proven plans that are now available on the website. These are the patterns that we've seen emerge after years and years of training hundreds of climbers. The patterns that at a specific level help those climbers reach the next level and this includes our two newest proven plans just climb more boulders and just climb more routes written specifically for the new or novice climber why just climb more because frankly we feel like the advice that most new climbers get just climb more is a lazy cop-out answer while you will be climbing more you won't just be climbing more instead you'll be climbing more focused more intentional and you'll be learning a more efficient way to progress. We've updated those with weekly progressions, all of the most recent ideas and concepts that have been proven to work in training for climbing, as well as new videos for every exercise and every drill you'll do this is all laid out for you week to week delivered in our mobile app and you can choose to work with a coach we've just hired a new coach to work specifically with everybody in these proven plans and you can also join a group chat that's filled with other people also doing proven plans at the same time as you honestly i don't think there's a better value in training for climbing you can check these out at powercompanyclimbing.com click on the train with us tab all right, back to the show. All right, we have returned, and we are indoors now, not getting caught in the potential giant storm. So we're we're basically doing a new river trip here. <laughs> yep. Um, and we're at 513, I think. So if someone is coming to the new, hoping to climb 513, what are the the factors that are going to make the most difference for them?
0: Um, I'd say at that sort of range, you start kind of needing to be maybe a little bit specific about which style you want to be trying to climb in. Um, because the difference uh, in how I would train for the, the roofie, uh pizza box jug style, like if you're going to be climbing something at the hole or down at the Coliseum or, you know, any of those really steep, Uh, areas uh, versus if you were trying to climb the same grade at endless wall or at the Cirque or beauty or somewhere like that uh, is is way different Um, because you know the 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 steep style you wind up getting to say like rest quite a good bit on very good holds and then sort of like punch it through some slightly worse holds, but where you're able to use a lot of heel toe cams uh, and just like shove your feet into horizontals and stuff like that uh, and kind of like move quickly until you get to like the next break. Um, and uh, and the relative V grade uh, of the boulder problem cruxes uh, is significantly lower than if you were say, on the gently overhanging say like Central Cirque or Central Endless, uh, style of climbs. Um, yeah. just which because, makes sense
1: because there's an, an endurance component exactly. that comes in when you're on mm-hmm. steep stuff. So.
0: Totally. It's, it's more about being able to do, uh, the crux pumped that feels very easy for you off the dog mm-hmm. and maybe even more similar, like the grades might start f- feeling more similar to a similar route grade at the red. On that yep. steep stuff yeah that's uh, my experience for whereas sure. if you're coming from climbing all season in the madness cave and then you go and try to climb that v grade on endless wall you're gonna be like what the fuck am i supposed to grab right now right and you want me to jump that far um so it, i'll say for 513 like if you're planning to climb stuff more in that steeper style um like power endurance is the name of the game It's like, you know, you get to wherever the good rest is, you get back as much as you can. And it's like doing interval workouts, you know, Uh, and uh, you need to be able to recover, recover well, sprint through a section, get to the next section, recover well. Um, If you're trying to climb in the 513 range um, on the more like, we call it vert, but it's really I call them Gita slabs actually <laughs> uh, cause they're like 20 degrees overhung. Um, but, uh, the, the, more like endless wall type style, um, you wind up starting to get these very challenging boulder problems that take a whole lot of finger power, a whole lot of, um, ability to make big moves, um, to, to use uh, very directional holds mm. and, um, so I mean, you could you could be on a on a thirteen A or B uh, in this style and wind up having to climb uh, like a V six or seven. Um, whereas I think most places, uh, you know, in the, in that sort of a range, you're more like looking at like V fours and fives. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Nate said, you know, it's like it the, the relative V grade of a crux can be much higher. If as soon as you're finished with it, you get a hand jam. That's just like, right. It's basically a sit down rest. Um, and yeah, so that's what I would, I would, uh, keep in mind if you're, if you're trying to climb a lot of these classic, like the, uh, orange and brown streak, you know, beautiful looking, uh, face climbs you've seen in pictures or the like marbly white rock stuff. Um, I would spend a lot of time bouldering, um, yep. before you, you come to that because um, a lot of your fitness is just sort of going to be lost if you can't hold the holds and, and, and pull far enough
1: yeah mm-hmm. and maybe maybe not the like typical gym cave bouldering no like, a, like
0: the tension board is great for yeah. that style
1: yeah you're going to want something a little lower angle mm-hmm. um, with some smaller holds and not just the big cave pinchy boulders
0: Definitely. Um, And like we talked about before with like the the flatness of the holds and the uh, lack of texture often, Um, not that there aren't sharp holds, but um, but with the flatness of the holds, uh, because using them uh, requires pulling from a very low position underneath the hold, Um, focusing on being able to climb square is a huge uh thing once you get into the the 513. And really honestly, like the 12 pluses even the 12 pluses in the new, uh, you can find some very hard boulder problems. There's a handful of them that have uh some boulder problems that a lot of mid 513 climbers will definitely struggle on until mm-hmm. you figure out how to do it or until you realize, oh, <clears throat> I actually just do have to try that hard. Yeah. Um, and so if you're somebody who excels at twisting to things and backstepping to things and a lot of drop knees and stuff like that uh, a lot of times uh people have to sort of like rewire their brain for how to um how they're going to try a hard sequence um because when you have a, a flat square hold um you can't pull out as hard on it and so that makes twisting to things a lot harder Um, and because, uh, the, the rock, like we were saying before, the, the rock quality being very high means like there might only be one or two foot options. And so you can't necessarily just be like, well, I want to climb in a twisty backsteppy way. So I'm going to do that. Sometimes all you can do is jack a toe really, really high and rock up on it or, uh, you know, pogo for something or, you know, these sorts of things that if you're somebody who's all who's most of the time finding hard sequences and then finding your own way to do them, um, you're going to run into some walls. Uh, there's going to be some roots that sort of force you to climb in a style. Uh, and if you're not okay with climbing Mm -hmm. in that style, it's going to be kind of hard for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something that I found in the five thirteens in the new for me that differed from what I had climbed previously was that when I would be on a 513 in other areas and I would encounter the crux, I would figure out the crux. My first thought was, how can I be more efficient leading to this? Mm-hmm. And how can I be efficient through here? Um, because I was a pump management style of climber. And in the new, it was more like, let me work through all the possible options here and find the one that actually works Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. oftentimes there would be that one solution for me. You know, it -hmm. wouldn't be, Oh, I can do this seven different ways. What's the most efficient way. It's more like I need to cycle through all of my available options and find the one. So
0: definitely. And I think like, um, uh, body size and, uh, even just like, I don't know, like, like how your, your hips function and stuff like that. It's very often that you might watch somebody do a sequence and that way it's just not going to work for you no matter mm-hmm. how many times you hammer against it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's something that, that both Sarah and Marina are very good at. Uh, getting to sequences that they've watched say like much taller people do or you know people with longer arms or something like that and not being like oh well if I can't do it that way then it just doesn't go for me right. but saying okay here are the hold options here are the feed options like let's start from zero let's start start from scratch and figure out how this works
1: yeah um, let's move on to 514 um, I've only I've only Climbed on one 514, I think, in the new, maybe two, two. Um, So I have almost no experience at that grade there. And probably the one I've climbed on might be the one that's most like a Red River 514, Um, you know, proper soul. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then I've also climbed on Trebuchet. Um, But I'm curious to hear from you guys what you think the difference between 513 and 514 in the new is nate
2: um well first i just want to say that something a lot of people don't know about the new is i think it has twice as many 514s as the red hmm. maybe more I didn't know that hmm. it's unreal like i cannot say enough about how much mikey williams has done to put the new on the map legend. for 514 legend like absolutely prolific developer of all grade ranges but I mean, it seems like every year I talk to him, he's like, yeah, I haven't been climbing that much. And then like, you know, he goes and puts up two new 13Ds in a 14A or 14B that season.
1: Yeah. It's like, also okay. probably the, like, I think he's the self-proclaimed weakest 514 <laughs> plus climber. On Not just Earth. self-proclaimed. I'll say it right now. He's the weakest. <laughs> um, Very
0: few people do anything. Like, it's sort of a joke uh, about like... Not doing things the way that Mikey did them because he does them in just this very specific to him sort of way.
2: Yeah, it's amazing to watch him climb, but there's, I mean, there are so many hard routes in the new. It's, yeah, it's one of those things I think that's completely slept on a lot of the, you know, and it makes sense. A lot of the strongest climbers in America live out West and uh, they don't, they get really sad when it rains like, you know, they've been living in Colorado and Utah. They've gotten soft. They're used to like 350 days of sunshine a year. Yeah. You know, they see a cloud and they're like, hey guys, let's go to S- Spain or France or something. I don't know. <laughs> season's over. Um, so mm. back to 514s. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think uh, they're, they're so different. I mean, oh, I just want to gush about the new. Like as much as I love... T- talking about red river gorge 512b and 12a and like 12 12a through 13b like i could talk about that all day long but ah oh, the new is just so good i mean the routes are so different because you can have things like sword of damocles which is super technical a lot of hard power endurance dead pointy moves then you can have mango tango which is like mm. a really hard ret technical i don't know v10 v11 on a
1: rope and that's a life lister like, oh, you can't look at Mango Tango and not immediately put it on your life list. Oh, yes. Of course.
0: And I mean, it's, it's, that one is interesting because for being maybe the most beautiful route, uh, in at least in the East Coast, if not one of the most beautiful routes in America, mm-hmm. it gets done very little. Yeah. Uh, because of basically the, the like, you know, you must be this strong to ride the ride. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was trying to think through my friends who, have done that. And I, I don't think I know anybody who either hasn't at least bouldered V12 or isn't like capable of it but doesn't know it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, just because, I mean, there's a very big difference in, say, being able to do uh, a double digit boulder in the middle of it's it is a short route. Like, I joke mm-hmm. with people about it being shorter than uh, a lot of the boulder problems in like the Alibaba cave. Oh, yeah. Um, at least hand move wise. Um, but a lot of people who say like, come there and they're like, oh, I've seen pictures of like mango tango. I want to go try that thing. Um, just very quickly, like go try it. And they're like, oh, we should find a different one. Yeah. Um, yeah cause it's just, it's, it's not even that it's just like, oh, you must grab tiny holds and pull very far. It's like very technical and powerful, um, I've spent a bunch of time on it, and there's like one move that I still just like. I go to each season, and I'm like, maybe this season I'll do that one move. Um, and and there's a handful of routes that are like that that are just very very bouldery uh, in the five fourteen range. That uh, the only way that I could imagine being able to to do them is to be coming straight off of a very good bouldering season to do. Um, but I mean, then you have the whole flip side of that where you've got these like mega endurance super long routes right. uh you know like like freedom tree or trebuchet mm-hmm. um proper like those those sorts of things i mean freedom tree is like you know the climbing to get up to the crux is like it, like everybody goes and does it as a warm up each day right. um and then you just have this like very condensed very hard sustained boulder problem that you s- can't figure out how when you're that recovered uh, feel so hard Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. You know, I, oh man, it's also good. But I think 514 is more varied there than most places I've ever been. Mm. Um, And, you know, I think the styles start to blend more. When you are in, let's say 512 or 13 minus, you have kind of the extremes of you can have Keen Sana and also have Apollo. Yeah. Which is, you know, Apollo's steep jug climbing. In Quintana's technical face climbing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the 514s, I think, start to blend. You start to, I mean, just the minimum base of power that's required is much higher. More than anything, the thing that sep- separates 514 there from 514s I've tried elsewhere is um, you have to be able to just flip the switch. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to go from resting on a good hold to flipping your arousal rate to just a 10. And just mm-hmm. like trying to rip the holds off the wall more than anywhere. And I think that's probably is because the lower angle and how good the rests can be that you're just, you know, you have to be able to crank it up really hard.
1: Cool. It's, you know, it occurs to me that the new, had it been, um, highly developed and had it been, you know, in france or spain or one of those particularly france actually uh it would have been like the world famous crag in Mm -hmm. the early 90s when when people were really psyched on face climbing and you know doing these really cool blank looking lines um before super steep climbing became all in vogue
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, mean, there's a reason that, uh, at least if I I hope I'm getting the timeline on this right, but I'm pretty sure uh, right after putting up Mango Tango, Scott Franklin went to Smith Rock and just like shat on everything. Right.
1: Yeah, that's actually what got me thinking about it was Scott Franklin coming and doing Mango Tango. Mm -hmm. That being like the prevalent style of the day. So very, very cool. Yeah. because the new, like we sort of started this conversation out with, is sort of a, the more time you can spend there in one chunk, the better it's going to be for you. It's kind of a, a local's place. Um, let's talk about a little bit of local beta, just, you know, things you may not know if you're just a traveling climber coming in, whether it's about the climbing or whatever.
0: mm. The, the biggest thing I hear people talking about when they first get there is, is generally um, like getting scared. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way that the bolting and this is this is maybe specific to like the older routes around the endless wall area, uh, especially. Um, but um, the way I describe the the bolt spacing to people is uh, the guys that were bolting all of these classic early routes They were putting bolts like where you would stop to place gear if you were trad climbing sure so you know trad climbing it's not like oh i placed a piece of gear here and if i went in straight to it and then tried to clip up i would place another piece of gear here right it's like this was a good stance the climbing between here and there was reasonable and then once i got to a good place to place gear that's where i'm going to put the bolt is at the stance yeah um and so, you and know, I think it's you,
1: that way across the grades.
0: Mm-hmm, oh, totally. I mean, even even in the the five ten range and the five eleven range, like some yeah. of the best five uh, elevens there um, are a completely different route. If you were to say like top rope it first get you know know exactly where you're going have the draws hanging extend some draws and that sort of thing totally versus going for an on-site because you wind up getting into these situations like we were talking about where um you are already a a little ways above your previous bolt and you're looking up at where the next bolt is and you're going like you've got to be fucking kidding me (laughs) uh yeah but you just have to be like well There's probably it's probably a good stance. Um, And so the local beta would be kind of like a lot of the bolts are placed very thoughtfully uh, at good stances. And so if you're somebody who likes on sighting, it's a very fun challenge to go and climb it in the way. It really gives you a sense of like what the developer was sort of envisioning when they first bolted the route was like, oh, you're going to get to this point, you might be pumped. You might see how far the bolt is away, but you know that you have to commit to get there. And then you'll be rewarded by a a good clipping stance of some sort. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's something that really stands out to me. Local beta wise.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, the first thing I'd say is don't trust the weather. Yeah. Like the weather forecast and Jeremy was the one who really like explained this to me. He was just like, yeah, the weather forecast will say it's going to rain every day of the year. It's not, (laughs) it's going to be climb. It's still going to be climbable most days of the years. You just go out and look, you have to go to the crag pretty much no matter what. Yeah. Like you may even like hike out and you're like, oh, it's going to be gross, but then you get to the crag
1: and more often than not, it's fine. Just to piggyback off of that, because I've climbed there so much in the spring for the new river rendezvous when it actually is dumping rain and, (laughs) and super humid, um, have a backup plan if you're on a short trip. You know, if you're on a long mm-hmm. trip and you can wait out the rainstorm, um, it dries up quickly, you might just be fine. Um, mm-hmm. but if you're on a short trip, have a backup plan at one of the rainy day crags, which are like Kaymore or Summersville, um, particularly what's that area of Somersville called with Apollo, the Coliseum. The Coliseum. The Coliseum, Coliseum. Yeah. yeah. Those, those are good rainy day crags and you know, if you stop in at Waterstone, they might give you some other rainy day spots around. I think there's
0: actually even a, a list of rainy day spots in in Mikey's guide. In Mikey's guide, cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh,
2: another local beta. Uh, <sighs> shout out to Craig who runs Rangefinder Coffee inside of Waterstone. If you like some, mm. uh, you know, some kind of I don't know what would you call that?
0: Crack cocaine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. It
0: makes me smell burnt hair. It's very good coffee. It's Uh, great coffee. And it just really, uh, he does something to the caffeine in it. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, go check that shit out.
2: Yeah, it's like a hipster little corner thing. Um, Awesome guy who runs it, plays great music. Coffee's great. Um, You know, just go in there, support local businesses.
1: Yeah, and even if you're not a coffee drinker, Waterstone is one of the great gear shops
2: Oh man, of they're, the country, s- they're so wonderful. Period. Like,
1: you know, I love the owners. Like, yeah,
2: I like. There's even times where if I if I have to buy something retail, I'll go and I'll order it from Waterstone. Just because, yep. yeah, they're awesome and they're
1: I, amazing people. One of the best shops around. You know, a real throwback to kind of when pre online ordering everything. Yeah, you know, When you can go into a shop and they know what the hell they're talking about and they have all the things you could possibly want, they're ridiculously helpful, that's the place to go for sure. Definitely. It's, it's, I mean, they
0: employ so many climbers uh, who come and need jobs in the area. They are great sources of um, just like any information you need to know. And also, I, I will say real quick, like on that note, um, NRAC, uh, if you're going to come to the new, check NRAC's Instagram um, there's a whole lot going on with, uh, access issues. Uh, currently the whole South side of the meadow is completely 100% close to all climbing. Um, there's a better explanation for it on NREC's uh, website. Um, but it's one of those things that like, it, it doesn't matter if you came down planning to climb there or whatever, just like, don't go because they're in uh, the process of trying to negotiate with landowners and stuff. And anybody who goes there right now is jeopardizing access long-term for all of the climbing community. Yeah. Um, so go on interact site and read a little bit about it before you come down so that you can be a responsible user. <laughs> um, and also if you climb in the new uh, or plan to climb in the new or have ever climbed in the new uh, go donate to NRAC. I mean, they put so much work into uh, rebolting into yeah. access, into uh, building of trails, into negotiating with the Army Corps of Engineers about uh, climbing down at Summersville Lake. Uh, it's it's a it's a very active uh, uh, access organization, and I mean like they for the number of people that come down there. Um, they really like will, they need your support and uh, it's very easy to just, you know, give a donation or sign up to be on like a monthly sort of thing where you can be a donor. Um, and uh, please do that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you said that there, that whole crew is definitely the best example of like climbing, legendary climbers who have become stewards for the community, mm-hmm. you know, and and I, I appreciate that organization. I'll have links to that in the show notes right there in your pocket supercomputers. So definitely check that out before you head to the new. Make sure you're complying with what the locals want you to do. Yeah. Um, I also had just just as a, if you've not spent much time in that area of the country and you have a steel stomach, you certainly have to go to Tudors. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, you can't not. Tudor's Biscuit World. Um,
0: if you tell them you know Nate Drolet, they might know who you're talking about.
1: Oh my goodness, don't. Okay,
2: so I've got a story. Um, I used to go to Tudor's quite a bit. There was a coffee shop. <laughs> now, my name is Nathan. I go to Tudor's uh, every day.
0: Hello, Nathan. <laughs> um,
2: so I would go and there used to be a coffee shop and I would like go there and either, either get a Duke or a Thundering Herd and um i would then go to the coffee shop so i do this day after day for a while i'm staying with jeremy and uh, our buddy zach at their place and so i've probably been here like i don't know two three weeks at this point point. and i go up and order i think th- the thundering herd which if you're wondering that's a uh, sausage patty egg cheese And it's got one of those hash brown little biscuit Mm, squares on it mm -hmm. uh, between, you know, regular
1: biscuits. Buttery regular biscuits. Buttery
2: regular biscuits. I mean, this is like an 800 calorie breakfast (laughs) ready for the Alpine, but really I'm going to go like write programs. Um, (laughs) And I pull up and the woman who's run the register looks at me. She's like, should have known it was you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I just like blush bright red, snag my thundering herd and just like <laughs> stomp the
0: gas. It's like, oh. I was like, am I a regular?
2: Is that, is this what
1: this is? You are a regular. Oh man. Oh, in in that
0: same vein. Uh, also the route 60 Exxon. Uh, if you're in oh, the mood for right. gas station burgers, um, these are not your everyday gas station burger. Uh, I, it's it's like very hard for me to drive past uh, that gas station Without stopping to get a burger, uh, and at one point, one of the ladies told me, uh, the the burger that I get, uh, it has like nacho cheese and jalapenos and like just like all this stuff that is killing me slowly on it. and uh, and i I came in and she looks at me and she's like, "Honey, you are the only one who orders that burger." and <laughs> We are out of all of our nacho cheese and jalapenos, <laughs> which at first I was like, "She knows who I am. This and they is amazing!" It bulk. <laughs> oh, exactly. They oh yeah, they have the giant tubs of this shit. Uh, yeah. And I, I was like, that's. I was like, I've made it. I'm now. They know who I am and what my order is. Um, but yeah, anybody who's like, uh, especially if you know, if if you're climbing a little ways out of town, or if you're staying down at Summersville or something like that, go stop by. They've got your classic uh, West Virginia uh, pepperoni rolls. They've got all sorts of great baked goods. Uh, pictures. It's the sort of place where like uh, anybody who. Um, shoot something amazing during hunting season. Like that's going to be posted up somewhere. And, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: we've, if you haven't been to Fayetteville, we've made it sound like there's just gas station and high calorie biscuits, but there actually are quite a few really nice places to eat in Fayetteville. So, um, I don't even know what's still there and what's new. There's always new things when I'm there. So, mm-hmm. oh what's, yeah, by what's the going time you get there, there it'll days. all be
0: completely changed. I mean, Secret Sandwich Society, uh, yeah. which is a, a fixture uh, for a long time, uh, burnt down. Um, oh really? Last yeah. year, yeah. During during the lockdown, just. In this fire that that Sarah was incredulous with me not waking up for, uh, because we live like maybe four houses down from there, and I come moseying out of bed, uh, as you do during lockdown, at around one in the afternoon. That's what you
1: do normally. Uh, That's also what I do normally. (laughs) I wasn't going to bring that up, Chris.
0: Um, So I come out of bed, and she's just like, how did you sleep through all of the sirens? Um, But yeah, in, in this like blaze of glory, secret sandwich society burnt down, um, and it's it's a building that was there for hundreds of years or something like that. It's right by this well that there's all these stories about stuff happening at during the Civil War or some shit like that. Um, but uh, it, it is no longer there. I've heard, I don't oh, know if since I've been gone and staying out here in Lander this summer, if, if they've reopened, there's always like rumors of like they're going to reopen hmm. at, you know, at the old Bulljangles or somewhere. Um, but at least when I left town, they were they were still closed. Um, and then, I mean, like the place that a lot of the climbers go all the time is pies and pints, uh, go grab pizza and stuff. And they've expanded, they've got a big bar now and like pool tables and stuff. Legendary
1: Mm -hmm. spot for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk favorites. Um, I'm curious to hear your favorite routes. I, my climbing experience in the new is much more limited, but I definitely have favorites. So tell me yours.
0: Mm. Nate, you go first. Let
1: me start with my least favorites.
2: (laughs) Everything at the Coliseum. (laughs) Like I, I'm going to go on a slight tangent. Um, It's upsetting to me when people go to the new, a place that has amazing technical rock climbing and they go and they climb in like this steep stuff. Like they're like, oh yeah, I went to the hole and I went to the Coliseum. I'm like, well, why did you leave Chattanooga? Why did you leave the red? What are you doing? Like just go burn your harness. (laughs) Um, like oh man to me the new okay so I moved to the new having never been there before Hmm. like I graduated college and I I had just heard like it was a great place for technical climbing and I had had a friend who like went and picked grapes in France for a summer and like climbed in Seus on his time off and he was like yeah it just changed the way I looked at rock climbing like suddenly I used to just be someone who only wanted to climb powerful stuff. And it made me appreciate all types of rock climbing going to Seyus. And you could tell like this guy just loved everything. And I was like, I want that, but I don't think I can go to France. Um, I'll go to West Virginia, the France of Appalachia, (laughs) as people call it. Starting now. Yeah, I literally like, I graduated college, got in my van. I drove to the local... um, gear shop, I grabbed Mikey Williams, New River Gorge guidebook and, uh, kind of flipped through it and then drove up and found a job and just stayed there for the year. But I remember I flipped through and there's a page. It was called technicians wanted, and it was Mikey's favorite of the grade for everything from, I think like five, eight up through 14 a, and this was the best technical routes. And I was Mm -hmm. like, cool, this is it. Like, this is all I want to do. Um, I just want to climb the technicians wanted list and and it's funny because there's also I think one called like the thug life list which is the steep power routes turns out I accidentally climbed just as many of those like unknowingly <laughs> like at the end of the year I, like flip back I was like oh I forgot that this list existed and I was like ah oh, shit I've climbed like almost all of this just like in my spare time mm-hmm. but to me and I'll, I'm fine saying this because no one's gonna go to the new because no one ever <laughs> does but it's amazing it's the best climbing climate endless climate beauty mountain climb of the Cirque. it's so good man i love it and climb mikey's uh technicians wanted list he'll be psyched like yeah
0: yeah nate does this mean you're gonna come uh this winter
2: uh i want to come back for coltrane all yeah all right so we'll see i mean i've i've got everything to do there but that's like i think alex magos called coltrane top five in the world hmm. when he climbed it
0: nice all right, it, that's on record. Yeah. Can't delete that shit. That guy doesn't really know. If he didn't much, say it, so I just said that he
2: said it, and that's, I mean, as good <laughs> that's as good him saying that's it. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah.
0: We'll repeat it a bunch. Yellow
2: Lightning.
1: Yellow Lightning.
2: You, <laughs> so Jeremy? favorites.
1: favorites. Um, Did you give a favorite just then? All, uh, I don't know that you did. Uh, I think you just uh, rambled for a while. Yeah, you yeah. just, like, I mean, waxed poetic and never really <laughs> actually answered the question. smoke bomb. No one even knows rewind. that I didn't say my favorite. Oh goodness! I mean, they're all just so good. Like yeah, that's not an answer. You don't go down that road again.
2: Uh, you know, the racist is probably up there, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Like when I uh, but there's so many I just have good good memories of. But when I was about to go, I ran into Russ Clune, um, who to me is just like a hero. Um, but he told me to him maybe the hardest single pitch sport climb he had ever done in his life, maybe the best was the racist. And then he said after that was a climb called libertine, which is Mm. just down the cliff. And I was like, okay, well, if Russ says these are good, I'm going to go do them.
1: Libertine is Porter route, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the racist is one of those that's on the list at the new to, you know, be changed the name to be changed and, mm -hmm. you know, credit to that crew up there for considering these things.
2: Totally. Yeah. And it's, I mean, they're amazing. Um, yeah, both of those are great. Uh, I haven't done Coltrane, but man, I don't know if rock climbing gets much better.
0: It is a gorgeous one. I mean, when I think of favorite routes, like uh, I'm kind of a just a sucker for any arête climb, right? Mm. So, like my dream route, I think I have to. Uh, I can't possibly like move away, in, unless I do Mango Tango, which could take at least two lifetimes for me where I'm at right now. I'm not exactly sure, but um, you know, th- th- as far as the arets there, I mean, you know, you've got stuff like like gift of grace, um, and uh, uh, what's what's the aret down at the uh, the sunshine buttress that twelve a down there. Sunshine.
2: Um, Wait, what else is there?
0: There's not very much there. Horzen Church is the other like thing that people. Oh, go I can't there think for. of it. I can't think. You of know the what name I'm talking it? about, right? Yeah. Um, I, I would say just like just like wander down any of the walls there and if you see a, a prominent erect climb, do that. Yeah. Um but if I had to pick just one, I mean legacy, obviously, like it it just like won my heart the first time I went to the new. Um for me, like uh because I mean I've my path through rock climbing uh has been kind of all over the place. Like I started off almost exclusively bouldering. Then I spent a lot of time uh, trad climbing and really uh, just like diving into the hole. Uh, like I, I fell in love with Squamish, spent a lot of time out there. And, uh, and then sometime right around when Sarah and I started dating, I was like, oh, sport climbing is kind of cool too, I guess. Let's go to Europe. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and so like, I really appreciate uh, when a single pitch of rock climbing can incorporate sort of like all of the skill sets that you would develop from like any kind of rock climbing. And so like, legacy, you know, you start off with some sort of like, techie high stepping Uh up sort of like low angle, you I wouldn't call it slab because you don't necessarily have to uh, really just like smear and stand on your feet, uh, but it, but it is low angle climbing. and so you're doing some technical climbing. Uh, then you get to, to a roof pull. you pull into a dihedral where you're kind of stimming and standing on uh, your your feet out super wide and also using a crack as the feature. Um, and then, you know, I mean, there's, you, you go into more like steep roof climbing and then a, a final little kick in the tail, uh, of face climbing. It sort of just has like chapters in this one single pitch, uh, you get to go through sort of like, uh, some sort of like progression of every style of rock climbing. Um, and to me that just like encapsulates what I love about the new.
1: Totally. Legacy is, I think often called, you know, one of the best, Five elevens anywhere. Oh yeah, so good. Scenic adult also. Yeah. Uh,
0: eleven C or D or something oh, in that that's range. Oh, one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one, like when I was talking about the 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 very thoughtful bolt placement, uh, of of the early developers of the new, that one stands out in my mind because it's like, you know, there's several places where you're sort of just like okay, I need to commit to these like hard moves before I get to clip. It's not like you get to the place you clip and then you have to do the hard moves. You get to a place where you see what you're about to have to do. You start cursing a bunch and then you, you do it. You're fine. And then you get to clip. Um, and there's just like something about that that just sort of leaves a sort of like magical, uh, sort of like mystery to like, who are these people who, who just brought that out of me? Yeah. Um, and I, I remember on that same trip, uh, my first trip there coming back to the red, standing in the pavilion, talking to a bunch of my buddies there and, uh, like me and Hal Garner and Johnny Wesley were just like the same way that Nate just went on his like 45 minute old man rant. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. were just like waxing poetic about, uh, just how amazing that one pitch of rock climbing was scenic adult. Yeah. Um. And, and there's so many of those and, and depending who you are and exactly how something hits you or like what day it is that you climb something, there could be a route that I haven't even gotten around to getting on yet that somebody is going to come across and just, uh, the complexity of the movement, the setting, how pretty it is, the way the sun is hitting it or something, it's going to catch you, uh, and grab you. And then maybe you're going to be my neighbor soon.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm you guys both gave giant broad sprawling answers (laughs) and I'm going to give a slightly less broad sprawling answer. Um, I have the, my favorite route I have not done is definitely Skylar engine. Mm, That's a Um, great one. Just ridiculously fun. I've been thwarted multiple ways on multiple trips by weather, by bats, by all sorts of things. Um, But I think my favorite route I've done in the new is probably not a popular answer, but Wild Seed at Fern Buttress, Hmm. which to me kind of felt like a baby discombobulated where it's like slabby intro, um, a little technical, and then kind of a committing move over a roof and some big pools between good holds and just felt like a really great 11A intro into new river climbing, you know, both styles, mm-hmm. kind of the techie style and the tiered roof style. Um, so for me, that one definitely gets the call as, as favorite that I've done there. I
0: feel like we should also, uh, f- at least include uh, a gear out because the the gear climbing in the new is it's one of the best single pitch gear climbing areas yeah. in all of North America. <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, you know, it, <clears throat> it rivals anywhere you'll ever climb. Um, <laughs> and so, so a route like, uh, leave it to Jesus, mm-hmm, I think cool. stands leave to out Jesus is amazing. head and shoulders above. Uh, I mean, it's just like anybody who sees it is like, oh shit, I should buy a trad rack and learn how to do it so I can come back to this.
1: Um, there's an 11 D at bridge buttress. I think it's 11 D C or D. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Maybe I'm even confusing the crag. Hmm. Anyway, lots of amazing gear routes, yeah,
0: yeah. and and it's, of, uh, of several
1: styles, not just pure jamming, but there's also really cool face climbing.
0: I would even say that, I mean, also, I mean, when I moved there, I thought I was going to do a whole lot more uh, gear climbing than I actually have. And one of these days, I'll get back around to it. But, um <laughs> I will say one of the the standout uh, things there is that just the the pure crack lines are actually kind of few and far between. Uh, You kind of have to hunt them down uh, to find something that really forces you to jam your way up it. Yeah, Um, it's a lot more of it is maybe more similar to trad climbing on granite because Mm -hmm. you're you know, you're doing face climbing sequences between different crack features or between different horizontals. And then when you do actually get some crack like you are very happy that you then get to have something so secure as a hand jam to stop and place gear from. Yeah. Um, and, it, one of the, the really intimidating things I think about a lot of the gear climbing there is just that, uh, the, that I've found is that you often place a piece of gear and then you look up above you and you don't necessarily see where the next piece is going to be. You kind of mm-hmm. just have to like mm-hmm. quest on faith <clears throat> and be like, well, no one's told me that this is a death route and right. Totally. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. so, so props to, you know, Pat Goodman and Mikey and all these guys who, who have established all of these, uh, these things. And, uh, uh, also, uh, shout out to, uh, my friend, uh, the, the late Paul Nelson who died tragically recently. Um, he was just, uh, somebody who was very, um, just in love with the new river gorge. I mean, from the time in that community, Oh my gosh. It's, it's, I mean, his passing is like, it's going to hit the whole community very hard for a very long time. And I mean, he was just somebody who was so uh, just head over heels for everything new river gorge rock climbing. Uh, And he was somebody who really, he put a lot of time into Going and doing uh, a bunch of these routes that that took a lot of head pointing, a lot of commitment, uh, and he just he loved the climbing there so much that it was like that was it, it was worth it to him to kind of like hang it all out there and stuff. Um, yeah, and and he's going to be dearly missed.
1: Yeah, definitely shout out Paul Nelson. Um, let's talk must dos. What's what's the route that you think most exemplifies what the new river what the new river gorge is.
2: Well let me start by saying it's on endless wall. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get that out of the way. <clears throat> um oh goodness. So many dial 911's a great one. Definitely. At only 13. Get one.
1: Only one. Oh what's your one? Mm,
2: I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Jeremy you can go
1: first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can I have two? Okay. One on, sounds like very. You can have two if they're on endless wall. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say two and and both of them are the same grade. Uh, I I would say slash and burn and fruity pants to me like mm. those two. Uh, when I think about climbing in the new, um, they're they're beautiful. They have very hard, distinct boulder problems on them. Um. I mean, fruity pants. We we just all uh, kind of circle jerked about uh, how pretty Mango Tango is. It's on. It's just right of Mango Tango, and it's this beautiful, fiery orange streaked wall. Um, I, I think also it's something that has been renamed, and I'm sorry, I don't know the name of it. Um, but uh, it's it's a Porter Gerard route. Um, and uh, it's committing, it's powerful. It, it demands a lot of you. It requires the, the way that we talked about those um, really precise, powerful moves to mm. and from slots. Uh, mm. It revolves around that. Um, and, and I would say that's even, uh, it's kind of a rarely done uh, climb, uh, I think because of it just being very hard right from the get-go and people get on it and they're just like, what the fuck have I got myself into? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you, I think you were telling me, um, that you had a friend who had tried it and you said like, you, I, it might be 12 D, but you just have to think about this. Like it's 13 B or oh, something. It was one of my
2: clients. Yeah. yeah. Like he, and he's great climber. And I was just like, Hey, you got to start going out there and telling yourself it's mid five And then he ended up doing it. Yeah,
1: but give it that kind of respect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Got <clears> to <throat> put some respect on it. All right. I got one. All right. Oblivion. Don't know mm, this one. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's Can't deep, be right. If deep cut. If I don't know it. It's endless wall, <laughs> as you can guess. It's uh, So I mentioned Libertine earlier, one of the ones Russ Kloon mentioned had brought up. This one gets a letter grade harder and same length, I think maybe four less bolts. And the guidebook description, I think says something along the lines of Porter would have put more bolts in if he could have found more spots to stop and clip. Hmm. amazing just bouldery face crimping like maybe maybe 10 degrees overhanging just iconic in my mind
0: that one might get done less than 3D pants actually that's uh
2: it yeah it's it's not a super popular one but you can wrap in from the top clean it up and
0: character building. go
2: for it one thing i'm also going to say real quick on mikey williams guidebook this is super important he is i think his way of approaching giving stars is the best method I've ever seen. Hmm. But for a lot of people, they will not recognize this methodology. If you go to the Red River Gorge, if something gets three stars, that's a choss pile. You're gonna rip <laughs> holds off, kill your belayer maybe, awful. They give yeah. stars to anything. little little generous with the stars in the red. Yes, like everything is a four star route, minimum in the red. So Mikey's um, Mikey's method is it's on a four star basis. Four star means you could pluck this route and drop it anywhere in the world, middle of Taipan. And people would still say, that's incredible. I'm going to go do that. Three star means best at the crag. Like if you're at this crag and you can climb this grade, you go do that rock climb right now. No question. Two star, man, it's still pretty good. Like that's worthy. In one star is, you know, if you've climbed out the rest of the crag, And you've got one star left do it zero stars. zero stars you know there's nothing uh
1: this only works though in an area where there's not a lot of choss yeah and the rock's
2: so good but it's important to keep in mind because people might flip open a guidebook and say wow it's a lot of two and three star routes there's only like one four star 10d in the whole gorge yeah let me tell you that 10d you prop it and pop it up in oleana chris sharma suddenly warming up on this 10d every day I don't think he warms up on 510. But <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a good guess. Endless wall, 2 stars, <laughs> go do it, technical rock climbing. Oh man.
1: Yeah, for so, yeah. me, for me Discombobulated gets the call for a couple of reasons. Mm. Um I actually have four other things marked out here because <laughs> I had to keep thinking about it.
2: But I kind of want to know what they are though.
1: But I can't tell you, I only get one. Um but because when I started climbing, there was a poster in the bathroom at the gym of Doug Reed on discombobulated. Really? Yeah. Oh, and, that's cool. And it just made me want to go do that rock climb, you know. And it was years, years later before I ever went and did it. Um, and it just felt to me like the the ultimate puzzle solving test piece at that grade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought it felt. Like the grade was right, but yeah. you just needed to have a healthy dose of problem solving and and a lot of different skills to be able to make it work. So it felt a lot like the new to me. Hmm. So no, overlooked classics, and you've already you've already given up oblivion. So oh, I mean, no, no Sherman can go first year.
0: Overlook well i mean i i used my uh my i guess second of my uh best routes was also probably the overlooked classic uh fruity pants if you guys start talking i'm sure i'll come up with something else as well
1: the one i've got that i absolutely loved and have never really heard anyone talk about is preparation h at kmore oh man oh, i don't know that this is one. so
0: good yeah blunterette like techie climbing it's so good oh really everything I said about how good the erect climbing is at the new Mm -hmm. prep H has that. Hmm. Yeah.
1: It's just left of pockets of resistance, which, you know, gets all the attention over there. And the first time I climbed it, it either has a high first bolt or the first bolt was pulled out, or I was just stick clipping the second bolt because I was scared. One (laughs) of the three things, but I couldn't quite reach that bolt that I was trying to stick clip. And I, I was standing on top of a boulder, I was leaning off of it, and I had my friend like supporting me while I leaned, trying to reach this bolt. I had just gotten this new stick clip, turns out it was a little short. I get the thing clipped, everybody's standing there watching me in this precarious balancing act. I get the bolt clipped, and I go to pull the stick clip off of it, and it extends another four feet, and... Because it was a new stick clip, I didn't know that, and I could have just stick clipped the damn thing from the ground. But sure. if I were a person who ever got embarrassed, that would probably be one of my most embarrassing drag <laughs> moments. Um, but incredible route. Also, okay. also the like puzzle-solving aspect much. of it's incredible.
0: It all revolves around figuring out where you need the weight of your ass to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if... You sadly have Hank Hillbod, like myself, uh, wishing you had an ass to put somewhere so that you could make your feet <laughs> stick. Um, I just thought of one now, uh, Tongue Lashing. Uh, mm. that, would, that would be mine. Uh, it's, when me and Sarah went and did this, it's out uh, at the lake. Uh, it's on um, Long Point. Uh, it's a 12 C and when we went out there to this thing, uh, both of us just came away being like, that might be the best of the grade in the region. And then since, uh, and it's also, um, don't, don't go deep water soloing. It's illegal, but it's also a very (laughs) good thing that if you were to break rules and go deep water soloing, uh, is a, is a deep water soloing classic because right at about the height that you don't want to have to dyno, you have to dyno.
1: Mm, that's kind of perfect.
0: Yeah. Just
2: come up with one. Ah, uh, I mean, frankly, I think all of Endless Wall is overlooked. <laughs> um, okay. Not
1: now. You've told everybody to just no, go to Endless Wall. Still,
2: everyone's going to go to the red. No question. <laughs> um, all right, I've got one. This is like a little silly, but I think it's one of my favorites on Endless, um, Central Endless. It is you start sacrilege and you link it into Jesus and Tequila so sacrilege is 12B, Jesus and tequila is 12B. So It's called sacrilegious tequila. Sacrilege and tequila, or whichever way you want to go. Um, but you link it to, there's a crux up high, spoilers. Um, you basically get to like a piton, you clip it, and you like go left and do a hard sec, uh, section on sacrilege. Instead of clipping the piton, you go right, and you finish the top of Jesus and tequila. So you connect the two 12Bs, it's like 11C, amazing. Hmm. incredible like it is maybe one of my favorite 11s in the in the new hmm. Cool, and it's on the same wall as libertine and oblivion <laughs> oh man
1: there's I, a theme here
2: oh exactly
1: <clears throat> what what's the name of the roof crack that you and i f8 because that's certainly the best overlooked classic in uh, the, nate climbed in the crack new. uh i i let it yeah. nate followed yeah and did not fall it was yeah it was a performance
2: yeah, um, actually, Craig, who runs the coffee shop, just put um, some anchors in on it recently and texted me a photo. He's like, hey, I put some uh, anchors in on that thing you and Odub did. I was like, trying to remember what it was.
1: I was like, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I'd we forgotten all about it until you said that.
2: It was uh, So, the first pitch is Almost Heaven. It's uh, on White white Wall, just right a Thunderstruck. Yeah. And then it's Almost Heaven and then Nearly Heaven maybe is, I don't know if we named it. I think, Mikey, I think
1: Mikey suggested a name. Yeah. Mikey was there that day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Mikey was there. He had just climbed Hair Razor his trad link up yep. left of uh White Lightning. Um but yeah,
1: so I think Yeah. So go do that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, go do that. <laughs>
1: if you if you brought the gear.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you're also there, there's a thing called Cowgirl around the corner and it's 12D. I don't know if anyone's ever done it also. The only other person to ever do it on 8A was Mikey Williams. And I was like, Mikey, what were you doing? What were you thinking? This thing's like, I've done many easier V8s. It's like 12 plus. He's <laughs> Is like, That
0: sort of strange, like, pinnacly, like, uh, knife blade thing that's exactly. sticking out of the wall.
2: Yeah. And you have to, like, mount it like a saddle, too. Like, that's how you get uh, on top yeah. of it. But it's like, Maybe v-
0: wait till NRAC rebolts it.
2: E, probably. <laughs> it's like V8 roof compression to, like, a saddle mount to, like, 511. Sounds perfect. Uh, yeah. So if you want to, it's not. Yeah, you know, go climb on that. That's a really untrodden
1: classic. Yeah, and, you know, that that leads us right into our last category, which is favorite rest day activity. So maybe Ooh. they should just go do those routes on their rest days mm-hmm. since they're different.
2: Thundering herd from Tudors. <laughs> Full rest day activity. Favorite, favorite
1: rest day activity, thundering herd. Uh,
0: I mean, I would say go do anything you can out on the lake. Go paddle boarding around. Go explore. Mm. Um, or if you have a, if you're lucky enough to have a a friend or or a hookup, I mean, obviously the the biggest thing to do there is go rafting. Um, and if you're lucky enough to meet a lot of the locals just have rafts, uh, and, uh, go out and go do some rafting with somebody. Um, The other thing would be uh, there's a whole bunch of historical like ghost towns and things in the area that they used to be little mining towns or they used to be a little hub where the railroad ran through and that kind of thing. And a lot of them have these, uh, if you're really nerdy like me, these placards that you stand there and read for several hours, uh, imagining yourself living in this time frame that this place was thriving during um and so uh yeah go do the the historical little ghost town tours and stuff like that yeah
1: i love that stuff and whitewater rafting was mine for sure and uh i know pre covid times some of the rafting companies had like wing night and things like that i don't know if that's still a thing but um was Probably. definitely a fun time back in the day when i was in the new so yeah.
2: there's some good hikes too i forget what the point is mm-hmm. called where you can you basically hike down you start up at like Kmore. And you hike down to that point to where you look straight out at the bridge which i think in the 80s was like the single largest single arching
1: bridge in the world mm-hmm. or maybe our hemisphere actually that that brings me to a, an interesting story my very first trip to the new um we pull in my partner ray and i and their cars lining the road where we're where we're driving and we're like, what the hell's going on here? There's climbers everywhere, you know, and we pull over and we just camp on the side of the road and I get up in the morning and I'm walking down the road and like through the trees, I see a person falling through the air (laughs) and I was like, Oh my God, someone just died and turn turns out it's bridge day. You know, had no idea that we were showing up on the busiest day of the year in Fayetteville. But yeah.
0: Bridge Day is, it's like the way that 4th of July here in Lander is or something. Yeah. Um, if you love things like funnel cakes and corn dogs. Uh,
1: Which if you're from the Midwest, you love. You obviously
0: yeah. love um and for some reason put ranch on i don't know why you guys like that i kind don't of wait stuff, on but, uh... which one
1: corn dogs or funnel cake
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure if you're from the midwest you just put ranch on everything
1: it just comes with uh, coated yeah. in ranch already
0: but yeah all of those like <clears throat> carnival foods they'll have all those out there they put up uh like these big platforms and just do all kind of crazy shenanigans with base jumping off the bridge and it's it's the one day that uh it's legal um and uh you can even pay to do a, a tandem uh, base jump oh, off okay. the ridge that day.
1: Yeah, yeah, super fun. Um, so I think that's all we got here. And, you know, again, I just wanted to say um, condolences to the New River climbing community and to Paul Nelson's family and friends. Um, definitely a fixture there, legend there. Um, we love you guys over there. So um, you've... You've got our thoughts for sure. And um, just to the New River Gorge community in general, definitely one of the, the coolest, most accepting, most hardworking communities I've ever gotten to know. Um, so thanks for taking me in the way that you did eons ago um, when I was a climbing rapper and just showing the love that you did. So I appreciate you all more than you will ever know. And uh, if you're looking for training plans for your trip to the new, we've got you. Hit us up. Um, we've got all sorts of options no matter what grade you're climbing at. And we'll let you know what's the best for you. You can find us at powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find NRAC at the link in the show notes in your pocket supercomputers. Make sure you're checking that out before you head to the new and support, support that organization. You know, they do a lot for the local climbing out there and uh you can find us uh on the instagrams the facebook's the pinterest's the all the things we've probably got a tiktok now maybe lana's got a twitch okay um so be on the lookout for that at power company climbing and um you know hit us up on the twitters we won't reply because we don't tweet we scream like eagles this time, 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 It's time to build
2: It's time to fail, it's time, This time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's